Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hello and welcome to the Pregnancy Wellness Podcast, hosted by me, Pip, a practicing midwife who is on a mission to provide you with real evidence-based information about pregnancy, birth and the postpartum. Each episode, I'll be joined by special guests and leading experts to equip you with all the information you need for an empowered journey from conception right through to motherhood. So, with no further ado, let's make a cuppa and get started with today's episode. So Google anything to do with labour and you will likely hear the term hypnobirthing. But it's not all about chanting with charms and crystals. In fact, that is a huge misconception. At its core, hypnobirthing aims to help a woman deal with any fear or anxiety around birth and aims to equip you with methods to help you stay calm, relaxed and in control. On this week's episode, I am delighted to be joined by Abby, an experienced hypnobirthing teacher and a teacher trainer. Abby and I will talk all about how the practices of hypnobirthing can complement your body's physiology and labour. By enabling your body and mind to be relaxed, birth can be less painful, quicker and a very positive experience. Abby's based in West Yorkshire with many years experience teaching hypnobirthing to expectant parents and also training and mentoring others to become hypnobirthing teachers. So she is the perfect guest for this week's podcast chat. Abby helps parents to feel calm and confident about birth, equipping them with the tools to have a positive birth experience, however this may happen for them. Abby really does practice what she preaches, having given birth to her four children, all through which she embraced hypnobirthing techniques. Abby mirrors my ethos that all women should approach their birth free from fear, and I hope that this chat helps you to embark on your positive birth journey. So welcome, Abby, and thank you so much for joining me on this week's uh, podcast episode. It's great to have you. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So Abby, tell us a little bit about kind of what brought you to hypnobirthing and how you first discovered it, because I think it's something that we are hearing more and more about nowadays, but perhaps certainly when I started my midwifery training, it was kind of very few and far between. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I actually came to it as an expectant mum myself. Um, eight years ago, I was pregnant with my first baby and I was looking forward to having a baby, but I felt like, oh gosh, there's this horrendous thing that I've got to get through first. And it's still a bit of the magic from the pregnancy, definitely. Um, and, you know, I'd go as far as saying I was extremely anxious about giving birth and the more people told me about birth the more I got afraid because everybody wants to tell you a scare story I um, looked to programs like one born every minute to educate myself but you know that just scared me so much more and then I was shopping and bumped into an old friend and she just had a baby 
And after a little bit, I dared ask her, like, how the birth was. And she says, oh, it was great. And no one says that. <laughs> so I said, oh, really? And she was like, yeah, look into hypnobirthing. And I had never heard of it. You know, it sounded a little bit odd, perhaps. Um, but when I went home and Googled it, it sounded a lot more logical than I perhaps imagined. And that's how I stumbled across it. I booked me and my husband a one-to-one -one course and it made such a difference to how I felt in pregnancy and then you know as I'd go as far as saying like the birth was just the most incredible experience um and I couldn't wait to do it again and actually I did fall pregnant quite soon after that and I had my second baby and it was after that that I went to train before that I'd been a secondary school teacher so it felt a real big deal stepping away from that um career that I'd trained so long to do but I was just so passionate and excited about talking about something that had made such a massive difference to me and I'd say my whole family too. Amazing I love that and and the fact that you're really coming from a place of having practiced it is really powerful I think. So um, Abby just tell us a little bit about what hypnobirthing is if you don't mind because I think for ladies who perhaps aren't familiar with the term we do imagine sort of really old school hippie midwives maybe free birthing or you know all kind of kind of out there um principles of midwifery but actually it's um it's becoming a little bit more mainstream but in a really positive way isn't it Absolutely. And, you know, I totally agree. When I heard the word, I thought exactly that. I mean, when my husband heard the word, he imagined that we'd be doing some kind of like, um, you know, going into some kind of mind control kind of thing but you know hypnobirthing actually and so many clients say this to me is really common sense you know it's all about you know working with your mind and your body like ultimately it's about having tools to be really calm during birth and we can't do that on demand, you know. So if we go into labor and someone says to us, be calm or be relaxed, that's just not gonna work if our head's in this place of expecting the worst. So hypnobirthing very much is about mindset techniques as you're approaching the birth, you know, mindset techniques to let go of all the kind of rubbish we've collected about birth throughout the years that actually probably isn't that realistic you know um and definitely it's about letting go of the fear so many people are me included very fearful of birth you know all we see on the tv is you know the emergencies um people screaming all the stories we hear back that up too um and that just basically means that for lots of women, they're going into birth full of adrenaline, full of tension, and that massively impacts on the experience itself. So hypnobirthing really allows people to have this more realistic approach to birth, knowing as well that they have got so many tools and techniques that can help it be really calm and help it be as positive as possible. Okay, so ultimately, that's what it is. It's loads of stuff as well, like knowing your options, um, working with your birth partner, um, and ultimately working with your body rather than against it. That's brilliant. And it's really interesting, isn't it, that you say how so many women now are full of fear as they approach birth. And actually, for some women, as soon as they've got a positive pregnancy test, almost their next immediate thought is, oh my goodness, I've got to go through this labour and birth experience. And actually reframing that into, I guess, recognizing how our bodies are made for this process. And the more we can understand that process and how our bodies and our babies are working in harmony through that physiological birthing process, how actually that can hopefully dispel some of that fear and, and re, re kind of, I guess, control that back to the mum, putting that control back in their hands um, is really, really important. Absolutely. Like when I think back to when I was fearful of birth, 
I wasn't actually fearful of birth. I was fearful of what I expected birth to be. And then when I actually found out what birth could be like or what the process involves, I felt so much more calm about it. So of course it is about tools, it is about techniques, but it's about understanding as well. When you understand your body, you feel like, okay, I've got this. I understand where these sensations are coming from. I understand that this is normal. Um, all is well, all is calm. Um, so I think the knowledge aspect is massive, so massive for so many people. I totally agree. And that's why I'm so, so pleased that you come on this week because I know everything going on at the moment with, with COVID and things. Um, lots of classes and lots of midwifery contact is very restricted and limited. Um, and as a result, maybe women aren't getting the amount of information that they would hope to or may have otherwise. And um, so it's really important that we provide resources that women can access. And like you said, when you look for birth stories or for information, so often people just love to tell you like a horror birth story. And no one likes to share you like a, a really positive one. So like when you said you met your friend and she was like, birth was great. We so need more of that, don't we? Because birth really can be great regardless of, of the mode and the twists and turns that might crop up. Absolutely. And, you know, I can totally see it from the perspective of it's very easy to share a bad story. Whereas when you've got a positive story, sometimes you almost feel like, oh, I can't say that. I can't say that at a baby group because I look really smug. It'll almost feel like, oh, you know, you, you're kind of poo-pooing anyone's negative stories. So I think sometimes we don't even hear the good stories because there's this acceptance that actually births really bad and almost to kind of fit in with everybody else. We talk about that because we don't want to kind of look like one of the lucky ones when actually a positive birth isn't just about it going like really straightforward. It's about it feeling good. And I think that's a big misconception as well. You know, people feel like, okay, I'm aiming for a, a certain type of birth when actually, you know, it's getting into the mindset of, I am aiming for my birth feeling and being good, like not an experience to scar me, an experience that I look back on with joy however that happens and for some people that might be a planned cesarean for other people that might be a home birth everyone's so unique with how they want their birth to be or what might be a positive experience for them yeah absolutely that's really really important Abby I, I completely agree and we spoke a little bit and we just touched on the idea of adrenaline and that kind of tension and one of the things I try to discuss in my antenatal classes is how we need to try to move away from that kind of tension fear pain cycle that we might associate with a pathological type of pain so if you break your arm or your leg and you are actually sick and there's that fear tension pain that promotes all that adrenaline and actually trying to refocus that into recognizing that yes, labor can be painful and it can be uncomfortable, but it's a very physiological pain. It's not because there's a problem and trying to relax into that and almost accept that and go with it is I guess where your hypnobirthing techniques um, really come into their own. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, when I was pregnant, a massive turning point was understanding that the vast majority of the sensations are actually coming from muscles working. Like if you consider any other muscle in your body, yeah, like when it works, it can be hard work. It can literally take all your focus. It can be tiring, but we don't often associate other muscles working in our body as extremely painful. But when we talk about labor, the whole emphasis often is about pain. And, you know, there are lots of reasons why people will experience labor to be painful. Um, but there's lots of other reasons why some people might totally find it very manageable. I often say that, you know, in life, I'm a big wuss. You know, I'd have an epidural for a bikini wax. You know, I totally um, get all freaked out if I've got to go for an injection. But labor, I wouldn't probably describe as painful. 
but my goodness it was powerful and it really really you know took my breath away at times okay but it was it was like a, an endurance it was intense and I really think that comes with the understanding of what's going on in your body and knowing that if your body is relaxed, those muscles that are working are going to be able to work much easier and much more effective without that tension. Um, you know, and if we think of any other uh, muscle working in our body, the same would apply, wouldn't it? You know, I think about yoga, for example. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a big yogi or anything like that. Totally not. Exercise, not my jam. <laughs> but the breathing and things like that are so important in practices like that because the more relaxed you are, the more effective your body is going to work. And that's ultimately, you know, what hypnobirthing is about. Um, and you mentioned the adrenaline, like, yeah, you know, we're ultimately a mammal, aren't we? And if you think of how any other mammal births, if they felt under threat, their bodies would slow down or stall even. Um, and that's the power of adrenaline. And that's the same for humans too. I mean, I'm sure we've all probably heard a birth story where someone's laboring away. They arrive at their place of birth and things massively slow down. And perhaps that's because there's been this spike of adrenaline. Suddenly they feel a bit afraid, a bit observed even. Um, and that again is why tools to get you back into that relaxed place, get all the good hormones flowing and let go of the tension is so beneficial to birth. Definitely. That's so true, Abby. I work on a delivery suite, so I'm very used to welcoming women into the, the unit in labour. And this happens, I would say, daily, if not multiple times a day, where we welcome a woman in, in labour. And she says to me, I promise I was contracting constantly at home, like every couple of minutes. But since I've arrived in the car park, I've not had one. And it's literally that, isn't it? That change of scenery. You've gone from your nice, relaxed, comfortable, calm home environment to a, a stressful car journey to get to the hospital. And then you've had to get parked. And then you've had to go into a strange environment. And hospitals with the best will in the world smell sterile and they smell strange and different. Um, so being able to then get your body back, in, back into that kind of nice, calm and relaxed and really oxytocin promoting environment rather than that fight or flight adrenaline is is invaluable really absolutely definitely um and yeah it's having those tools to you know make that environment your own so many of us have negative associations with hospitals don't we like past memories perhaps that you know stimulate a bit of adrenaline so maybe it's having a scent that you take in that you've been relaxing to at home and you've got that in a tissue and that scent just brings back all those feelings of familiarity I mean, obviously, all this kind of stuff, it comes with practice. And that's why a hypnobirthing course is more than a course. It's something to adopt as part of your pregnancy so that you're building these tools up to be really strong and really productive. Yeah, that's really important to mention, actually, Abby. So if, if a lady is considering hypnobirthing or wanting to enrol in a course, what kind of gestation do you recommend kind of starting at? Because you need to have time to practice all of these techniques and tools, don't you? Absolutely. And it's something that I get asked a lot. Um, ultimately, you could do it at any point in pregnancy, but it would be far more beneficial if you kind of went with the 20 to 30 week window. The reason for that is that you are going to have lots of time to practice the tools and techniques. Saying that, I have taught people at 38 weeks of pregnancy, so it's rarely too late, but it makes so much sense to have had weeks to really get to grips with these tools and techniques and to condition yourself to be able to relax. Um, as well as that, you know, who wants to continue their pregnancy feeling anxious you know if you are considering hypnobirthing because you are feeling a little bit fearful of the birth actually by starting your hypnobirthing 
course, you are going to feel like, okay, I understand Verve. I'm feeling much more confident about it. It's going to help you let go of those worries and therefore enjoy the rest of your pregnancy. So the earlier, the better, which is probably a bit different from some antenatal courses that might recommend you doing it in the kind of final months of pregnancy so that things are fresh in your mind and that kind of thing. And of course, we do talk about the practical sides of birth, but lots of it is about tools that you're going to use before birth. So the earlier, the better. Brilliant. And that's really great advice. And the other thing, just leading on from that, Abby, when um, we think about women doing hypnobirthing, am I right in thinking that it's better if they can kind of adopt that as a couple, so with their birth partner or significant other? Yeah, it's such a great question. Definitely. Like, it is very much a team thing. Um, and I think there's a lot of comfort in knowing that when you come and do a hypnobirthing course, you feel like, okay, so this isn't something that I'm doing alone. Actually, my birth partner is going to have so many ways that they can help me during this process. But as well as that, fear is contagious you know if we are super duper calm during birth but actually our birth partner is flapping about and is releasing so much adrenaline that is not going to be great for the birthing person at all so having your birth partner come along makes such a difference and they can be this incredible, powerful um, tool in helping you relax deeper during your birth um, and massively important in all the practice leading up to the birth too. Now I know some people will hear this and think, oh, I'm not sure my birth partner's going to be up for that. <laughs> I definitely think that they're going to be thinking, no, not my <laughs> But I can honestly say that I would say that is true for about 80% of the birth partners that come on my courses, that they're sat there perhaps anticipating this to be a little bit weird or a little bit out of their comfort zone, maybe a little bit too much vagina talk for their liking. And <laughs> but immediately they realise that, okay, no, it's not that. Actually, this is really logical, actually very scientific. And they realise as well that, my goodness, this is going to help me so much. Why do I want to feel like the spare part that my friends have told me that I'm going to be? I actually want to be more than someone who is sat on the sidelines. I want to be part of it. So, you know, there is this shift and I, it's one of my favorite things to see as a hypnobirthing teacher, seeing how those birth partners are coming quite skeptical. And by the end of even the first session, they're like, the biggest advocates of hypnobirthing because they realize that there's so much that it is going to do for the birth and how they're feeling and this experience that you know is so important for life so yeah very important that birth partners are involved but know that it's really normal if they feel a little bit reluctant and it's often because they're assuming that it is going to be a little bit weird which is not one bit weird at all and I know my birth partner was exactly the same so my husband Adam like I said was very much expecting it to be swinging pendulums and that type of thing um, but was very reassured that there was nothing weird going on. <laughs> That's such a good point and I love that you allude to the idea that birth partners are kind of like in the corner of the room just like a little bit out of their depth, a little bit not sure what's going on. But actually, as a birth partner, you are in such a powerful position to not only advocate for the women, but also to support them through that journey. And I have certainly seen lots of birth partners who 
are absolutely petrified of labour and birth. And whether that's because there's been a previous experience that maybe has concerned them or just that unknown out of control and not being able to help your significant other can be a huge challenge. And actually, I think we underestimate um, how it feels for birth partners because often for the woman, when you are in the situation yourself, you don't necessarily feel or see everything in the same way. Whereas the birth partner's almost got a bird's eye view over the whole thing, the whole situation that's going on. So actually it can be really a lot for them to take in. So being able to adopt those hypnobirth techniques and be doing that as a team um, can be amazing for both of you, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. We sometimes don't give enough attention to how much birth is a big deal to the other people in the room and like seeing um, someone that's so important to you going through such a big experience is so well it, it impacts you so much so having tools to feel like okay I'm part of this we're in this together I can help her is so important um, and so valuable definitely so with with hypnobirthing, Abby, can it is it a t- is it a type of relaxation or is it a type of pain relief or kind of a bit of both? How do we kind of categorize it if, if we try to? It's a really good question that because I, it, and it's one that I struggle with all the time because I I exactly think it is a bit of both. You know, it is about having tools to be calm and relaxed and those tools will be useful well beyond the birth absolutely um but yes it could be seen as a form of pain relief however I really struggle with that question sometimes because that kind of backs up this assumption that him um, that birth sorry is is like this painful experience and for some people it's not you know for some people actually they describe their births as like ecstatic almost I mean I'm obviously talking about a minority here but there are women who would describe their birth in other words other than painful um but absolutely hypnobirthing can help with the strong sensations. I mean, on a hypnobirthing course, I talk a lot about how it might be really useful to avoid that word pain for the rest of your pregnancy because this expectation and this kind of reaffirming that birth is so painful bruise the fear we're designed to fear pain because actually when we experience pain in other contexts it's damaging our body it's it's alerting us to a problem so we're designed to fear pain so if we avoid the term pain then actually it helps let go of the fear so when I'm talking about hypnobirthing as a kind of um, a pain relief tool, I often talk about it as being like um, a comfort measure, a measure of kind of reducing the strong sensations in your body. And absolutely it does, because not only do the techniques keep you in that lovely, calm place or get you back into it if you need to, but also the tools are a fantastic distraction technique. Now, we all know when we have got some form of pain in our body, whether it is a twisted ankle or a headache, the more we focus on those sensations the more intense it feels but if we can put our minds somewhere else somewhere positive actually the sensations in our body feel a lot less they certainly feel a lot more manageable and that very much is one of the powerful things about hypnobirthing yeah I love that and and like you say taking that focus away and that distraction because actually for some ladies labour can be quite a long experience and the key to coping and managing with that is distraction so so whatever way that that might be for you hypnobirthing can absolutely slot into that kind of distraction measure and I also love the fact that you kind of say that it's a mixture of both a comfort measure or a pain relief option and also a relaxation because what we want to make sure women who maybe under take a hypnobirthing course you should never feel like you have 
been unsuccessful or failed at hypnobirthing. So for example, if you do find that you need some other form of analgesia, so whether that's gas and air or, or, or um, pethidine or an epidural, you can still adopt all of your relaxation hypnobirth techniques. And that is not in any way having failed in your mission of hypnobirth. It is, it's all these things to help you, all these tools are there to help you get through. Yeah, I think that is so important. And as much as hypnobirthing is very well known now, there still is this strong stereotype that it's a certain type of birth, that it's something you either get or you don't get. You know, and and that's certainly for me, not the way that I teach hypnobirthing. It's a bank of tools. It's a bank of tools that you can use in a birth pool, um, you know, in, in theater, if you're having a cesarean birth, you know, it's a bank of tools and it is up to you how you use them and what in addition, you might choose to use two. There is never, never any failing at birth. You know, it, you can only ever get it right. And I think that's so important that people know because we often give ourselves a really hard time about all sorts of things when we become parents. And absolutely, you should feel so proud of the fact that you've produced a baby and brought your baby into the world, however that has happened. And it's one of the reasons I am so passionate about hypnobirthing, because I know myself, being a mum, becoming a mum is a big deal. And the easier that transition is from your experience of birth the the easier the rest of it is so that pride in how you birthed your baby should be there regardless of your choices or how it ended up um and knowing that you have got these tools that transfer to any eventuality is so important and i guess this comes back as well to what we were talking about earlier your birth partner your birth partner is this really really wonderful person that can prompt you and remind you of that help you see that whilst there may be some things that you are no longer in control of for example if your birth has gone down a different path there's all the other stuff that you can control all the other stuff that is good in this situation Um, and I really feel that that is so important for a positive birth seeing the good even when things might not have gone exactly how you hoped your plan a yeah absolutely that's so true isn't it and and recognizing that even when things feel like perhaps they're not in control and that they're not plan a or or your kind of ideal scenario actually no one is going to do anything to you your body or your baby without your consent to do so so that control is always going to rely with you you may not wish to have to make the decisions that you're having to make because things have had some little twists and turns or gone down a different pathway but the control is always going to reside with you and it's your body so your choices will always be respected and it's about making those informed choices isn't it and the only way of being able to really do that is by having all that proper information about what's going on in your body and and how we can try and support our normal physiology. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Definitely, definitely. And hypnobirthing very much is about understanding your options. I mean, so many people arrive on a hypnobirthing course feeling like, you know, they go into labor, leave their dignity at the door, as that saying says, and which is obviously not true at all, feel like potentially somebody else holds the cards to their birth and it's really fantastic to see how people realize okay I've got lots of choices you know if this thing is offered 
I can ask this question. I can see if it's right for me and make a decision that is right for my family rather than perhaps what is just what everyone does, which I think is so important when we're feeling like, okay, there's things I can control. Definitely, definitely. I just wonder, Abby, do you use the brain acronym tool in your, yeah, I use it in my antenatal class. I love it. So for people that aren't familiar with it, it's a really great decision-making tool, really for all aspects of life, but specifically in labour, it can be really helpful. And it's easy to remember because the acronym's brain and it just stands for benefits, risks, alternatives, your intuition and nothing. And it just helps you if you're faced with a decision and you're not quite sure about what pathway is right for you, they're immediate questions that you can ask the, the healthcare provider in front of you just to talk through your options and explore what is the right choice for you. And it makes sure that you've got all of the, all of the information and evidence to make that proper informed choice. Yeah, absolutely. Such a powerful tool. I love it. For birth partners as well, um, because actually when you are labouring, you might, well, you might not be in a position to feel um, like you are in a position to kind of think, okay, what was that tool? What was that tool that we learned? Okay, I'll ask all these questions, but your birth partner can be that person that asks the questions. So you get this balanced information. And it is not about, it's not about, okay, these are the questions that you ask. And that means that you ask the questions and then you decline the intervention. Of course, it's not about that. It's about feeling like you have enough information to make that decision. Decision. And that might be that once you've got that information, it almost backs up the reasons why this is the right path. And then you feel so much different about the experience because you knew you were part of that decision making process, that actually that decision was made from a really great position of power almost. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. I love it when women ask questions because we're all guilty as healthcare professionals. And I've absolutely hands up done it myself, where you talk in our usual jargon, completely forgetting that to sort of a lay person that is complete another language. So they've got absolutely no idea what you're on about. And it's really important we take that pause and that step back and break it down and make sure that everybody in that room understands what's happening and what the recommendations and the alternatives and options are it's so so important and I wonder Abby when it comes to women adopting hypnobirthing techniques can that only be done at home birth can it only be done in the birth center or is it something that we can adopt regardless of the kind of location of birth and labor yeah definitely can be used anywhere I do feel that once people know more about the physiology of birth, they probably think a little bit more about their place of birth. So perhaps for many people who start a hypnobirthing course, they may have kind of just assumed, oh, I'll just go to this hospital because all my friends have gone there. And then they see that, oh, actually, I've got other choices, choices that I'd not really thought about. And they kind of understand a little bit more about the birth hormones and what kind of environments that they might work really well in. And it might make them consider other options, okay? But actually, it might be that they totally feel like, okay, I am going to feel the safest and most at ease in my local hospital. And the best place for anybody to birth is the place that they feel the most safest and at ease. And for everybody's very unique in that. And if they are deciding to birth away from their home, all the techniques are going to be really, really important. You know, having tools to relax is probably more important when you're having to make a journey, when you're having to arrive somewhere that you might not be familiar with. Um, so on a hypnobirthing course, you will find out like how your birth environment does impact on the process of birth. However, you can adapt your birth environment wherever you may be. So it might be simple things like 
packing um, little battery operated tea lights or simply your birth partner turning down the lights. It might be bringing little things from home, like I touched on scent earlier on. It might have um, familiar items from home that just make you feel, okay, I'm so at ease. This feels familiar. This feels calm. Um, and yeah, that kind of prep is probably even more important when you are birthing elsewhere. However, if you are wanting to birth at home, having tools to be able to feel as comfortable as possible at home is really important because one of the reasons for transfer at home birth is often people seeking um, extra kind of comfort measures and that might mean a transfer to hospital for example so the more tools you've got at home the absolute better yeah definitely and I think there was the birth case study that I want to say it was 2012 but it something around then that showed that the for for women with uncomplicated pregnancies in their first pregnancy being in a birth center setting was actually the safest place to give birth in terms of having um, good outcomes from mum and baby and a lower risk of intervention and then for subsequent pregnancies it didn't matter so home birth birth center was was equally as as safe option but like you say it's having having the ability to maneuver those tools wherever your birth journey might take you and one of i think working on a delivery suite some of the um misconceptions that we get is that if you come to the delivery suite there's going to be bright lights you're going to be tied to the bed and you're not going to be allowed to move you're going to have wires everywhere your legs are going to be in stirrups and you're going to have to push like you see on the in the films and it's absolutely not the case so all lights have light switches they can all be turned off or dimmed and there's all sorts of fancy lighting that can provide you with a with a nice kind of gentle lighting the other thing i always recommend to mums is that they pack an eye mask in their hospital bag and some little like lavender fragrance spray or something like that that you can pop on it so that if you're transferring sometimes down corridors where we can't sort of turn the lights off you can just pop your eye mask on it's a nice kind of gentle transition and then actually even in a theater setting now we're doing more and more of what we call a gentle cesarean section which is where the surgical lights are on so the doctors can see what they're doing but the the main theater lights can be dimmed so that you get that nice um kind of tranquil environment and music again like if you've got your hypnobirthing tracks or just some gentle music you find soothing that can transfer with you from home to a birth center to a delivery suite and even into a theater setting so these things that you can completely control to help facilitate the birth environment that you want is really really important for women and that's where birth partners can kind of take over that role can't they so mum doesn't even have to worry about that it's all taken care of because their birth partner has participated in these courses and understands how important it is yeah absolutely definitely and I think that's such a comfort for people to hear that okay this is not going to go out of the window as the saying goes like literally and I have the ability, my birth partner is going to be there to, I often call um, birth partners like the keeper of the cave. So the person who is facilitating this lovely space that's really birth friendly, this oxytocin bubble, and they are going to be there regardless to ensure that it is as positive and as calming as possible. And when do you need that most? Well, if things do go down a different path, you know meeting your baby is such a big incredible event and if you can do that feeling as calm as possible it really helps that adjustment and really helps how you feel about it beyond the birth yeah absolutely and so I suppose when we look at um successful hypnobirthing or or kind of being able to facilitate that in birth are there any kind of main obstacles Abby that you notice that crop up or that or that women need to sort of overcome if things aren't as straightforward as we might wish it's such a good question I think the first one can be this preconception that you know 
this is happening now. Oh, what a shame you can't use your tools. And of course, that doesn't come from everyone. Most people do know that these are a set of tools that can be used regardless. But definitely there is still this bit of a stereotype that it's for a different you know that it's for a specific kind of birth so I have had clients that have had that experience where you know they've had an induction for example and the person looking after them has kind of said oh what a shame that you're not going to be able to have your hypnobirth and you know obviously they've they've kind of corrected that person Um, but yeah that kind of preconception that might be from health professionals it might even be from your family and friends of kind of saying oh well you won't be able to do this now and kind of feeling like they have to like prove them right which is totally not the case so that can be a bit of a a challenge I suppose um another challenge can be um can be and you know I say this with absolute love and you know it maybe might be a little bit controversial to say this but that some people feel pressured to have people at their birth that may not be the right person. So people certainly these days feel like their their partner, their life partner, the father of their child, for example, must be their birth partner. And actually they may feel that actually they'd rather somebody else be there and that, you know, they are going to feel much more relaxed in the presence of somebody else. You know, it's really important that you choose your birth partner really carefully because that energy in the room is so important. And if that person is not going to be supportive in terms of the way that you are preparing for birth, what potentially does that say about the birth? You know, being a birth partner is not about the glory of seeing the baby come into the world. It's a birth partner. It's there to support you. Um, So yeah, having the right person there at your baby's birth is so important and the reason why I say that this is a bit controversial is because I suppose people could say well why shouldn't that person be there it's it's their baby but it's a really important and intimate experience is birth you know it's ultimately like the um the way that many people conceive a baby and you know those kind of inhibitions need to be released so it's very much considering who you want to be there are you going to feel at ease with that person being there you know I'm talking about you know fathers of babies here of course but also people feel like oh my mum was at my sister's birth so I must have my mum at this birth and actually it might not be the right person for you so if any of that resonates with anybody who's listening to this podcast it's really allowing yourself to think about who is going to be that source of calm who is going to be that person that you feel supported by and reassured by because birth is a big deal um and it is such an intimate experience and who you have with you can actually influence the flow of all the good hormones too I totally love that you said that Abby and I'm with you on the controversy but it is really important and actually having that conversation with the person that perhaps you think is the right person for you because they might think Uh, that's not what I want to do like (laughs) this is not a place for me to be I don't feel comfortable and the last thing you want to do as a birthing or or laboring woman is to be concerned about how your birth partner's feeling it really does need to be that proper teamwork that support to get you through um that that kind of those moments and yeah so I I totally agree in that actually sometimes it's better to have those honest conversations especially at the moment actually in the current climate because whereas perhaps before you may have been allowed a couple of birth partners you kind of could have done that nod to having your mum or or your partner and then had that person that you knew was going to really kind of take the lead and advocate for you but I know that most places now are very stringent having one birth partner and potentially also for a very select period of time so it makes that choice even more important and actually I take it a little a kind of a step further I suppose 
and say that if you are, especially when it comes to something like a hypnobirthing technique, if you feel that you're not supported by the, the midwife or the healthcare professionals looking after you in your birth choices, then it's also absolutely fine to say, actually you want to be cared for by someone else and actually decline to have them caring for you and that's also really important and I I totally appreciate that could be a really difficult conversation to have but remembering that this birth is your really precious and special experience and it's really important that you feel supported by absolutely everybody in that room. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that I talk about on my courses. And I know as soon as I say it, like, oh, you can change the midwife, the doctor, whoever's caring for you. They're like, oh, my goodness. Imagine, imagine saying that. Um, But, you know, it is knowing that, like you said, it's such an important experience and you will remember the experience for the rest of your life. That feeling of, oh, have I offended someone? Well, they'll get over it. But actually, you won't get over the experience of a really, like, um, a, you know, a difficult birth. So if somebody is, is not being supportive of you, you deserve somebody else. And again, poor birth partners here, but it's your birth partner's job to have that conversation because you certainly don't want to be having any awkward conversations that might trigger adrenaline. Uh, but yeah, your birth partner can very, you know, very simply just ask for somebody else and see the difference that that makes in that room. Yeah, definitely. And I would say that it's it's very rare that, that we come across a, a circumstance where a midwife or a birth practitioner isn't supportive of women's choices. But, you know, there's that there, none of us are perfect. There's that odd occasion where it's a personality clash or someone's having a bad day or, or whatever that, that could impact you. And then it's really important you feel that you can use your voice and speak up because we should all be there for the same goal, which is for you to have that beautiful, positive experience for sure. Definitely, definitely. Brilliant. Now, everyone that comes on the podcast, Abby, I always ask for three top tips. So I wondered whether you could give us three top tips for any woman or birth partner, I suppose, who is considering undertaking a hypnobirthing course. Okay. The first one is I would say really value how much importance your birth is you know, and how worthy it is of investment. So many people will say, oh, well, I I can't afford a hypnobirthing course, but yet I splashed out so much money on all the other items for baby that might actually sit unused in the loft. And it's really important to know that birth is not just a day. It's not just a means to an end. Like, you know, my grandma, you know, unfortunately she passed away last year, used to recount her birth, like, you know, as an 80-year-old woman, like, and the emotions that come along with that. So know that your birth is very important, really important. So absolutely worthy of the investment, whether that is, you know, a a paid course or the investment of giving your time to practicing the tools and taking up that kind of headspace. Know that that is so worthwhile. Um, My other tip would be to really be careful of what you are putting in your mind about birth. Really kind of be mindful of the types of things that you are watching, the types of things that you are listening to. I know that I was guilty of this in my first pregnancy. I almost had the attitude of I'd rather prepare for the worst. I'd rather prepare for the worst and then it can't be as bad as that. But all that does is make you have this a massive fear that then can actually impact your birth so be careful of what you're putting in you know if there's some documentary on the tv about birth and you turn it on and you're thinking oh gosh this fills me with dread don't watch it you know if you follow a certain group on social media and it's often lots of stories that scare you you don't need to see that And then on the other aspect of that, start absorbing positive stuff. 
you know, we are so lucky that we have resources like YouTube, that we have social media with wonderful positive pages like yourselves um, and wonderful podcasts like this one. You know, embrace that kind of thing that's going to help you feel informed and help you feel confident and can help you see that actually um, birth is not something to fear. Okay, and then my other tip would be when you do a hypnobirthing course, it's it's so important that you do the practice. It's really important that you do value that time that you take out with your baby, you know, with your growing baby, that you're having that bonding experience, that you're embracing um, the relaxation because that is going to ensure that those tools are so strong on the day that you birth your baby, however it goes. And again, I guess this really links with my first point. It's knowing that you are worth it. You know, your experience is so worth it. Um, and that, yeah, you are going to remember it forever. And it is going to be that kind of start of all the stuff that comes after and being able to go into motherhood or, you know, expanding your family because you might have already had several children before coming from a positive place is so powerful. So powerful. Definitely. I love that, Abby. And just, just carrying on really with your, your first point there and um, in terms of like financially or, or time constraints in terms of hypnobirthing, and, and any kind of courses really that prepare you for labour birth and educate you. I totally reiterate the fact that if, if you are spending lots of money on, like babies don't need designer trainers, then they're not even going to walk. <laughs> Why is that even a thing? You know? <laughs> Why is that a thing? I can't get my head around it. But actually sometimes it is worth just having a little look and thinking actually where can we cut back here or there that will enable us to have this opportunity. And I also just thought then, Abby, when you, when you were just chatting about that, what would you recommend in terms of where people actually go to seek a hypnobirthing teacher? Obviously, we will link you in the podcast and we know that you are someone that we would highly recommend we were going to. But actually making sure that they undertake their hypnobirthing course and invest in someone that is um, correctly trained to actually give them the information and experience. That's really important, isn't it? Absolutely. And you know, it's really important to know that not all hypnobirthing courses are the same. And not all hypnobirthing teachers speak about hypnobirthing being for all births, you know? So I would say that we are absolutely gifted with social media, although it does have its downsides quite often. But one of the really positive things about social media is you can almost investigate the course that you are going to do before you do it know that there are probably lots of options. Local to you, you probably have lots of hypnobirthing teachers. In this now like virtual world, you have the choice of pretty much anyone. So it's choosing someone that you feel like you connect with. I would say that was one of the most important things, finding someone that you connect with that speaks about a birth in a way that feels important to you. Definitely. I mean, of course, um, like you said, you've been linking my page and I know lots of fantastic hypnobirthing teachers because I've trained and mentored lots um, and I can definitely um, point people in the direction of excellent teachers. But yet it's about having that connection, about getting a feel for what they offer, because it's not all the same. And I like to think that, you know, there's a hypnobirthing teacher for everyone. You know, if you are somebody that likes the really straight talking, or if you like somebody that, you know, you like that kind of fluffier approach, there's got to be someone for you. Um, and that's just amazing. And the way that hypnobirthing has grown really does allow people to find the right person for them, which is so important. Yeah, definitely. That's such a great point, Abby. Thank you for clarifying that. And at the moment, Abby, with, with COVID and, and the physical restrictions we've got, are you doing like online or virtual hypnobirthing classes? Yeah, so we're Amazing. doing the group um, virtual 
um, and one-to-one virtual as well, which I've got to admit when all this happened, I definitely was scared of the tech, but it's incredible how actually a group hypnobirthing course, you still get that same connection. You still get that connection with the other people who are on the course that ability to you know come away with um friends as well that are expecting babies at a similar time to you which is one of the added bonuses of doing a course and so very important well always but particularly now in these more restricted times yeah definitely that's that's brilliant abby and i will obviously make sure that abby's instagram page is linked in the podcast description so if you fancy um signing up for one of abby's virtual classes at the moment or um want to speak to her about someone who you think would fit your kind of hypnobirthing ideal personality then i've no doubt that she'll be able to point you in the direction as well and thank you so much for taking the time out abby because i know you're very very busy mum and and businesswoman i suppose uh entrepreneur um for taking the time out to join us on the podcast this week because i know this will be really helpful and empowering to lots of mums to be oh thank you for having me it's been so lovely to speak to you um oh. so lovely to yeah talk about something that's so so important definitely thank you abby take care thank you so much for listening to this week's episode i really hope that you enjoyed it if you found it helpful then please hit subscribe and leave a review it really does make a huge difference to the number of women we can reach out to and empower For daily free information, inspiration, or details on our bespoke antenatal education, head over to my Instagram page at midwife underscore pip. Thank you and see you next time. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel-Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.